I don't think it's how much you charge or how good your work is. I don't think that's why good clients will work with you. They'll work with you because of who you are, how they feel when they work with you. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and brand. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number 36, and today we are chatting with Brittany from Brittany Renee Photography. She is not only a photographer, but also a coach. She is hyper-focused on helping her fellow photographers discover what their uniqueness is in the industry with what they have to offer. She is also incredibly passionate about authenticity, not only when it comes to your family's realness and capturing your photos, but also displaying who she is as not only a business owner, but also a mama herself in the most real ways. We are always looking for more inspiration and ways to continue to show up authentically for you all. And this was such a great interview on just that. So if you feel yourself struggling with towing the line of professional and personal when it comes to your business, this episode is for you. Let's jump in. Hello, Brittany. Thank you so much for being on the Duo On Air podcast. Hi. We are so <laughs> yeah, we're so excited. We have we met you on Facebook, Instagram, I feel like, right? Uh Facebook. I, yeah, Facebook. I was in the show at user group and I just asked if anyone knew of any podcasts and yours came up first and I fell in love with you guys. Oh that's immediately. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then we jumped inside your Facebook group. So we've chatted a while about that. And yeah, it's just it's just been awesome to be connected with you. So let's tell our audience, can you tell them a little bit about you, what your journey is, what you do, um, so they can get to know you like we do. Okay, so I'm Brittany, obviously, of Brittany Renee Photography. Um, I am a wife and a mom to three kids. I got Jackson, who's eight, Noah, who's five, Finley, who's three, and it's really chaotic over here, like where it's always something. Um, I've been doing family photography for about 13 years, and I've been doing newborn photography for eight years when my oldest son was born. Um, I started photography when I lived in Hawaii, which yes, was awesome. Um, I saw a few other girls doing photography and I naively thought I could do that. So I did. Uh, one of my superpowers is not thinking too much before I jump into things and I just do it. Uh, turns out it was a little harder and more complicated than I thought. I'm completely self-taught for the first few years of my photography journey. There weren't a lot of communities and there weren't a lot of resources on the web like there are now. Facebook, like it was still pretty new. Um, Instagram, I don't even think Instagram existed when I started started photography, which is makes me feel really old. Uh, <laughs> there was definitely a scarcity mind, mindset in the photography community and no one really wanted to share um, their knowledge with other people. So I started, but I, I have a really hard time with the word photographing. It's, 
Ironically, that's a hard word for me to say. Um, so I began taking pictures of families for $60 a session. And I shot in JPEG, full manual, didn't know how to edit. Um, and I really wish I still had some of those photos because they were really bad. Um, and it would be fun to look back at those and be like, ooh. So I didn't actually think that photography could lead to an actual business or a meaningful income, especially because I didn't have any formal training in it. Um, I didn't have the right equipment. I didn't feel like I have a studio. And in my head, I was just some amateur photographer happy making a few dollars. So um, let's fast forward a couple of years. I had I took a basic camera course at a local community college. I welcomed my first son in 2014. I left a very, very stable full-time job in 2016 when I was pregnant with my second one. Um, and I was still just kind of doing photography on the side. Um, Let's see. And then Facebook community started to grow more. I was able to pick up a few skills here and there. Um, but my growth was still really slow and painful and it definitely wasn't sustainable. In 2018, I actually, for the first time in what it was like a lot of years, I broke 20K income for the first time. And I started investing in some basic online education. And I realized that I could do a lot more. And I finally got legit with my business. I learned some hard lessons through the IRS, which I don't ever want to repeat again. I don't want anyone else to repeat it either. <laughs> when the world shut down in 2020, I threw myself into the business wholeheartedly. And I really started investing in my education. And it wasn't until then that my mindset actually shifted. And I realized that photography could really generate an income for my family, but only if you know I wanted to put in the effort and the consistency to get it done. I was really long-winded. Sorry. <laughs> no, I think so many people, especially in our audience can relate to that journey too. like feeling this need for something more, leaving something stable to do so. And then no one talks about that struggle in between, right? Yeah, the yeah. struggle of like where you feel legit to when you're building and growing your business. Like we all go through that. And I will say like, I don't think you ever actually feel super no, legit. No, <laughs> I was just no, I still, like, no. I don't think there's ever a point where we're like, Hey, we did it. We made it. We're, yeah. we're legit. Mm -hmm. I think you're always like, Oh my gosh, I have so much. I can still learn or we can make this better. Or, you know, mm -hmm. you stumble your way through it. And I don't think it's ever like yeah. this final feeling of like, <laughs> we've done it. Yeah. Yay. When you have that, like we all mentally have those moments of like, I'll feel legit when I hit X income. I'll feel <laughs> legit when I have X clients. I'll feel legit when I start a podcast. Like we've said all of these things. And the second you do that, there's something else, which is yeah. why, you know, we always talk about like taking those moments to celebrate the little things because you're never going to feel there. Like so many people can relate to that journey that you've been on. And I think one of the things is when you finally acknowledge that no one ever feels like they're actually there is whenever things get a lot easier for you and you stop kind of feeling like, like an imposter because then you realize that even, you know, the coolest like female entrepreneur that, you know, like she probably still has these moments, you know, of doubt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. I just like, I love that you just told that story because I think a lot of people there, there are people that tell their stories. But I think a lot of people kind of just hide behind their story because they're like, this was hard. Like this was a struggle. This wasn't pretty. It wasn't sexy. Like, the, like how long it took me to get here or the stumbles that I had on the way, like it's really hard work. And I think when people can talk about that, it just gives those people that are going through it that aren't talking about it a little bit yeah. more relief. Like, okay, I can take, like, I can breathe easy because I know that this is kind of how it goes for everybody. Mm -hmm. I'm really embarrassed about that IRS and that business one. 
because like, I really should have known better, but I didn't. And I was, you know, I was foolish. And so, but you know, I feel, I have this feeling that shame has no hold whenever you speak it out loud. And I think that one, I'm teaching other people not to make that mistake that I made. Um, and, you know, I'm just, you know, letting people know that I stumbled through things. And that was like my biggest, my biggest shameful moment, I think, but, um, we got it all worked out and everything's good now. For so, sure. And I'm I a law-abiding citizen. Even, yeah. Right. I love <laughs> even that approach. It's like something happened to you and rather than walling it, wallowing in it, like for you, it, you're like, how can I help other people not do this? Like that mindset is, yeah, we love that. We, we feel the same way whenever we make mistakes, so to speak. And I don't even think anything's a mistake. It's just always a lesson for (laughs) us to learn something else and do different next time. Yeah. Yeah. Just learn from it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. For sure. So we've been talking a little bit about like multi-passionate lately, and you've talked about both sides of the things you do. So like photography, and then also this coaching side of your business and how that kind of happened. We'd love to know, like, where did that shift happen for you? Like, where did you all of a sudden shift into this coaching area and then melding these two businesses together? So it's actually always been on my heart that I wanted to help other photographers, you know, starting off being so alone in the industry and just having nowhere to turn and not knowing what to do. So I wanted to help them grow their business without as many growing pains as I experienced. Um, and in 2021, I think it was, I started my coaching and mentor. That was last year. Holy cow. Um, my, it feels like a lot longer. <laughs> um, I started my coaching and my mentoring group on Facebook. And I told myself I was just going to go all in for one year. And I knew that it wasn't going to look the same when I started as it did a year from then and a year from then. And I was just really open to letting it change and letting it happen. That year was all about learning, all about establishing myself as a knowledgeable resource in the community. And up until that point, I hadn't shared any of my uh, knowledge or my education. So I had a lot of work to do. And I knew no one would be willing to invest their hard-earned dollars into working with me if I didn't give freely so they could see how much that I was actually able to help them. So this is kind of the same way I started my photography business. Um, I did a lot of free portfolio sessions to learn and gain trust with my clients. Um, I don't necessarily suggest people do things for free, but it did work for me in my situation. Um, And then during that year, I did free coaching sessions. I did a lot of free trainings and you guys actually were one of them. I think last, was it last year we did it? Mm -hmm. So one of my favorite trainings in that group to date, like I love that one. I learned a lot from it. (laughs) Uh, I made connections with other business owners who had knowledge in the area, like you guys, um, that would benefit photographers. And um, I think that's probably one of the best things that I did was just made all these connections with people. Um, and then I also, I gained a lot of confidence and I realized that I knew a lot more than I thought I did. Uh, you can't do something for 13 years and not pick up a a few things here and there. So actually I gained a lot of confidence during that time. Um, and at first it was really hard to balance, especially on social media. Like I'm talking to two different types of people. I'm talking to my clients, I'm talking to other photographers, but in essence, they're the same person. Um, both my ideal clients are moms. So that aspect was really easy because I could keep sharing my life and my day-to-day like happenings pretty easily um, because it was relatable to both of them. And 
it did take a couple, you know, it took a couple months to get my feet or probably longer, probably like a year to get my feet under me for that. But I have found that my family clients um, are proud of me <laughs> and they love hearing the education I share with other photographers and photographers like to see how I interact with my family clients on social media. So it's kind of like leading by example. So that was absolutely, yeah, I think that's so cool. And so like, no one's going to be turned off by the fact that you do both. No one's going to be like, oh, I'm not going to follow you because I only want to see photography. Like we get bored as consumers too. Like we Mm want to see the mix. And usually you see someone doing something else that's unique and you're like, wow, good for them. That's freaking cool. Like you just get, it just like gets you more, more into this, like you, you're building a relationship with them. Right. So like they can see more sides of you and yeah, it's cool. I like watching how you bring that to life for, for your Instagram audience for sure. Thank you. Um, and I think people also like who really cares about other families photos on Instagram. So it is boring. I mean, unless it's like a really cool location or something, you don't really care about the Smith family their photos. Like you'd be like, okay, well, that's a cool outfit. I like that location, but you're like, I don't actually care. So I think bringing the both in is kind of add a, yeah, definitely a different dynamic. Like you said. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Keeps things fresh for sure. Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny that you say that you don't care about other people's family photos. Cause like I follow photographers too. And (laughs) it like, I've never thought of it as me looking at somebody else's family photo. I always like, (laughs) I always take it in differently. Like, I'm like, Oh my gosh, what a beautiful shot. Or like, look at the sunset or, you know, like I love this photographer's style or the way that they, you know, capture the moment or talk about the moment. I never think of it as like, (laughs) Oh, look at that cute little family. And (laughs) (laughs) it's so weird. It's weird how you consume, um, certain certain things. So, well, I think like when we put it out on social media, we're thinking in terms of that family. And so we don't really think about like it being like a, I mean, like we do think about it being a beautiful image, but we're thinking it's sometimes we think about it in terms of that family because we know them and we're, right. you know, we were with them and it's deeper um, for you, yeah, obviously. So, yeah. It's more yeah. of a yeah, exactly. connection but, for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's almost a good reminder for everyone as they're creating their content to think about the receiver. Like, don't think about why you're posting the content. Like, oh, I'm posting this because I want to talk about that I do family portraits or I'm posting this because I want to talk about my branding. Like, you're not thinking about it in that way. You're thinking about it in the reverse way of like, what is the person scrolling going to get out of this? Mm-hmm. And then what can I talk about in the caption that's going to resonate with them? Like, I think that's right. just a good reminder for all of us because oh, yeah. we forget about Absolutely. it, you know? You're always mm-hmm. thinking about the content you're creating and as the creator versus the receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So when you filled out our guest interview form, you mentioned your mission is to make sure everyone knows that they have something valuable to bring to their industry and niche that only they can bring. And we absolutely love this. We 100% hang our hat on this. And we want to know what are some ways that we can help discover our true value and uniqueness in our industry? So I think that this is true for any industry. Um, and I, I know, especially in the photography community that it just feels really oversaturated, right? Like there's just, especially when you get into it, you start seeing how many other people there are and it can feel like you're never going to stand out when there's so many other amazing photographers or, you know, whatever industry you're in, or you also might see someone who's charging less and it makes you feel like maybe you need to charge less so that you can compete with them. Um, 
it's like, how can you set your work apart? But I don't think it's how much you charge or how good your work is. I mean, yes, you need to charge a profitable rate for your skills and you need, like for what your offer is. And you should always be improving your work. But I don't think that's why good clients will work with you. They'll work with you because of who you are, how they feel when you work, when they work with you and what problems you solve for them. So to figure out what it is that you do for your clients, you can like you guys have said, you can survey them. Um, and I like that you said something about getting their actual words from them. And when you do this, I think it's really interesting because you might find something that you didn't know that they thought you were good at. Like when I sent this out to my coaching clients, a lot of them came out, came back saying that I was a motivator and a cheerleader, which is really funny because I honestly, I had no idea about that. So I, I think asking your clients, what they thought about working with you, what they got out of it, what's like, what problem you solved for them is that would help you figure out, you know, what it is that makes you stand out from other people they've worked with. Um, and there's so many different approaches we can take as photographers to help our clients meet their needs. So some photographers are gentle and kind and they get these really sweet, tender moments. Like you can see this genuine love between the family and me on the other hand, I'm a little bit more chaotic. I get silly with the kids. It's totally hectic and it's really fun. So like if a client is looking for a low key experience, they probably aren't going to book with me because I am not low key. Um, I tend to work with moms who know their kids are wild animals and aren't expecting perfect angels during the session. They trust that I'm going to get that perfect shot. Um, even if it's not like a pose sitting pretty, you know, they might be running. I might be doing two jokes for them to get them to laugh, but it's not going to be like a sweet moment, you know? And sometimes I get that I capture those really sweet moments between a mom and a kid. And it's saying something like, whisper mommy has a stinky booty you know but it's like it comes out with a really sweet photo and mom's like great thank you <laughs> but I mean the image turns out really good so if, if someone's looking for that like you know this like really like portrait perfect polished the child sitting there you know that's that's not me but there are photographers out there who can really get that and so people are going to look for the different things that they're wanting to have solved does mm -hmm. that make sense yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's so, yeah, it's so unique in the photography space too, because I remember when I like love getting photos with my husband, like all the time. So I make him dress up, do the thing. We get <laughs> yearly photos and the photographer that we used when we lived in South Dakota, I remember the first time I met her, um, she, you know, her husband reached out because he knew Justin and he's like, he's like, my wife is just starting photography. So if you guys would consider her, that'd be great. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'm like willing to help a friend and try her out. And the first time we met her, she was kind of exactly like you described yourself. She was like quirky. She was weird. She was chaotic. She would say she would almost have these like Tourette's moments where she would, she would cuss the entire time. Oh it my gosh. Hilarious. So, I mean, we're, we're full grown adults at this time. So yeah. she would like all of a sudden just like start saying these cuss words and we would look at each other and just lose it because we were like, <laughs> she is crazy. But she was so crazy and so fun that she made us laugh our asses off during our yeah. shoot. And it just felt so easy to work with her. And I remember after that session, I looked at Justin and I said, anytime we're back in South Dakota, if we're having a photo shoot, we're going with Callie because she is hilarious. And it's all about like, it's all about that experience, right? There are, yeah. there's a plethora of photographers, but they all have that unique spin and unique thing that they bring to the table. And I think that is so important because we can feel like sometimes we're drowning in a sea of competition and we're like, how are we ever going to like come up and be the person that somebody wants to sign with? And I think it's all about 
who you are, your unique personality, and what you bring to the table for your clients and the things that you bring to them that you don't even realize. Like you said, like you didn't realize that you were like this cheerleader for them. And once you uncover that, you're like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I can tap into that even stronger now that I know that that's something that I'm good at. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It gives you the confidence to do so. Like if you, and if you're listening to this and you're wondering like, oh, I don't know what makes me unique. Like whether you're a photographer or not, like whether you sell products or services, like if you're not sure what makes you unique, um, I like ask, ask your audience, just say like, Hey, or ask your friends or ask your family, like ask everyone, just survey them and say, Hey, what do you think makes me unique? Because there's likely going to be a nugget you can take out of that, that you can really use to boost your confidence, feel really good about that. And know that no one else can match that. Like no one else can match that uniqueness that you have in your business. True. True. For sure. So what do you think is holding us back from discovering this? Like what's holding us back from finding those things that make us unique? The idea of professionalism and perfection. So I think we have this idea of what a business owner looks like and we try to fit into that mold, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, rather than showing up and being who we are and letting people see that. And again, as photographers, we're often a part of like the most important milestones of people's lives where they're there for their engagement, their wedding, their pregnancy, their newborn baby, the birth of their baby. We're the first people that sometimes go into their homes to take pictures of their babies. We're taking pictures of their kids as they grow up and they don't want a robot. You know, they could go to JCPenney's if they wanted just like some corporate, like get it done. Right. They want, like, we really become their friends and they become fiercely loyal to us. Um, And so I think that letting them see who we are, they'll actually want to work with us more. And I, I I think that extends far beyond photography. I, I chose to work with you guys because of how personable you were. And, um, I picked other businesses to work with because of the same reason. And I don't, I don't want to go with someone who's dry and professional. I want, well, you guys are professional, but you're also personable. So I want (laughs) I want someone that I can connect with and who can like, feel like a friend whenever I'm working with them. And And I I think that, yeah. Yeah. I think we put way too much pressure on ourselves to be professional. And I remember back when we were working with our coach at the very beginning, like first year or so of our business, she had us do some exercises where we like literally wrote out our email templates, like to send to clients for certain things. And Mm -hmm. just the way we talked, she was like, whoa, this is agency industry jargon. And it was just ingrained, like just yeah. ingrained into us. She's like, sound like a human. <laughs> I was yeah. like, don't sound like a robot. Yeah. Don't sound like, yeah. And it takes practice. Like, it, especially if you come from a corporate world into yeah. entrepreneurship, I think that stuff is just instilled into us because, and even through college, like that kind of stuff is just like, here's how you talk. Here's how you communicate. Like, you talk about the weather first, like you, you say like, Oh, how was your, how was your week? Or I hope you're having a great day. Like you, like I physically sometimes can't start an email without that. Like it's yeah. so hard. Right. Right. <laughs> so I, I think I, it's it, the professionalism. You hit it spot on. Like that is a huge barrier to holding back our uniqueness. I think that professionalism idea of professionalism comes from our parents as well, because they, they, they were, they, this, this did not exist whenever they mm-hmm. were our age. And so they are, you know, they were corporate mostly and they are very professional. Like I, uh, my 
father-in-law is, is worked in marketing his whole like career pretty much. And so I asked him some advice on my website and basically he told me to take all the personality away. And I was like, you know what? We're not talking about this anymore. Cause I disagree. <laughs> so, so I think we're trying to shake that, you know, the, the, what our parents passed down to us and probably our kids when they're starting businesses, hopefully they'll, um, they'll have a little bit more personality and they won't be so afraid of professionalism or Absolutely. to be not professional. Yeah. I hope that too. And I think you talked a little bit ago about pricing, like, oh, someone else is charging this. Mm -hmm. So I have to charge less or I have to charge more or whatever. I think price is a factor that people consider as they're weighing their options, but it's not the ultimate decider. Like that is not the reason why you choose to go with someone. There's often so many other factors at play. And I will say like, this is such a dumb example, but I get yelled at all the time for this. So I never buy the cheapest eggs in the store. Like I just won't because I don't, I know that the farm that those came from is like awful. Like I imagine it and it's awful. I pay double the price for eggs at the grocery store because it's from a local farm that I know that I trust. Like I've, in, I've talked to the person that like goes to the chickens and gets the eggs. Like I know that person, I will pay double the eggs because of that like understanding behind it. And the same goes for like you and your product and your service. Like someone will pay double for what you have because of the uniqueness that you bring to the table and how much it relates to them. Mm -hmm. Like price is just a small piece of it. It's yeah. not everything. We really need to talk sometime about this um, local farm shopping because we're like really getting into that, but I don't want to go down that tangent right now. It has nothing to do, but I'm oh, like, yeah. to yes, whole other. yes, buy the eggs, buy the right? eggs. A whole other passion right there. <laughs> So, funny. Uh, so anyways, we'll talk about the eggs later. Someone needs to comment on this and let us know if they want to talk all about farms because we'll go, we we'll that. go there. Oh. Uh, so tell us a little bit, how do you show up as your unique self for your audience? You told us a little bit about how that happens in like your, your photo shoots, like being your fun, quirky self, but how do you do it in like your own marketing, like on Instagram or in any client meetings or anything like that? or so, um, coaching student meetings and stuff. You know, I show up with no makeup, my messy bun. Like this is right now. I mean, no one can see me right now, but this is my like professional look right now. My quote, quote, professional. It's still a messy bun. I put some mascara on. So we're going to call it my professional look. You're um, one step ahead of me. I have no mascara yeah, on same, today. Same. Nothing. <laughs> Um, but you know, and I'll show them my messy house. It's not perfectly decorated. Um, and I talk to them, like talking to my best friend, you know, talk to one person, talk to your best friend. If your best friend is your ideal client, I guess. And like, um, and I literally never had negative feedback from it. And actually quite the opposite. Many moms message me and they're like, I really appreciate how real you are. And people have quite literally booked sessions with me because of my Instagram stories. I had someone like, well, first I saw your Instagram stories I booked. And then I went and looked at your work and I was like, that is insane, but thank you so much. Um, and that approach doesn't always work, you know, for all businesses, I think, but it definitely works for, I think it would work for photographers and, you know, a lot of the service-based businesses, I guess. I think it works. I think it works for everyone. I don't know. I so. I, yeah. I'm kind of in that realm of like, they're really, unless I don't, you're a doctor, I'd say yeah, like, that's, that's maybe something where I want you to look clean, but right. other though, than I am, that, though I am pretty good friends with my OB and you know, like I like her for, yeah, not that, she, right? not that she's messy at all. So I guess there's that. <laughs> she seems pretty well put together. <laughs> right. I think there's definitely like, it's, it is, I think when you had said like professionalism and then showing up on stories as yourself, like there's that barrier, whether people admit it or not, 
there's a reason why you're not showing up daily on stories. And it's probably not because you're scared to be in front of the camera, but you might be scared that you feel unprofessional and like maybe you're not put together enough to show up for your audience today. And chances are your audience doesn't feel put together every day either. Like, and showing up- We're not influencers. Yeah, right. And showing up authentically, like- that is your opportunity to relate with them on a whole new level where you're just you. Like we just posted my base. My basement is embarrassing right now. Like it is beyond <laughs> embarrassing. It looks like a hoarder basement. And I just posted it to our stories saying like, this is real life. We're building a bathroom and having a garage sale. And there's so much crap everywhere. And this is where we're recording this episode. <laughs> in your basement? It's okay. Yeah. In my basement. We're showing up imperfectly and yes. that's fine. You I'm in my bed. Instagram stories after this. I'm in my bed. Let's see, I'm in my bed. So yeah. <laughs> this is my office. <laughs> yeah, I work from my bed every once in a while. No shame. <laughs> I know. I think being real in this world of entrepreneurial, like the environment, just in general, like just being real and being you is what the uniqueness that you have and throwing professionalism out the door when you mm-hmm. can. Like, yeah, when you're sending contracts, when you're when you're signing, when you're securing a client, when you're having a big meeting that's helping them understand, like, hey, your money is being put to good use, like. I understand that, but then also being real in other moments, like there's, there's a good balance of that. Yeah. I think the professionalism and the perfectionist is exhausting. And I think people are just like burnt out of all of it. So I think that's just where our society has started to grow. Like, Hey, we don't always have to show up perfect and always be professional and always be on point because we've all learned that that is quite exhausting. It is too much. And people don't really care about the professionalism and the perfectionist. So I think we've all just kind of let that kind of go. Yeah. So speaking of that, do you have some tips for us? Like how can our audience and us, like we are always out there looking for more ways to be authentic, but what are some ways that people can show up more authentically? Well, first of all, my mentor, she, my mentor says, she says, do it scared. And yeah, it's going to be really uncomfortable showing up authentically if you've never done it. And just, you know, you don't have to share every detail of your life, but find what you feel comfortable sharing and then share that. And when you do share it, just be real and be honest. So I recently discovered this really fun exercise and it's called, I don't know if it's actually called this, but I called it, I call it this. Sorry about that. Um, it's called six degrees of why. So ask yourself why you do whatever it is that you do. So for a photographer, it might look something like, why are you a photographer? And I would say to give people a tangible memory they can pass down to their loved ones. Um, Then you would ask why you want to give these tangible memories to people. And you might say something like, because I didn't have any images of my grandmother. And then the question would be, why is it important for you to have photos of your grandmother? And you go on and on, you go six, six degrees deep on this. And so you get to this really deep, authentic why. Um, and then I think everything that you do in your business will boil down to that deeper why. Um, and people are going to connect with you so much more than if you're just trying to sell this tangible memory uh, you're selling a real emotion and people are more likely to buy on emotion. And so I think when you're letting that emotion come out, from you for your business. You're just going to come off as more authentic anyway. I love that. Yeah. I, yeah. We're going to do this. We need to do this exercise. Yep. <laughs> we, we're working on something new and I think we have to do this for that. So we will definitely let you know the outcome. And I think that that's so like people talk about finding your why all the time and everyone most likely has a why. Like yeah. I do it for this. And I love people who challenge us in that why and six degrees of challenges is 
probably going to, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It's going to help you come up with something like mind blowing. I think like you ask a couple of times. Yeah. You know, kind of where you're going to go, but if you go really deep, mm -hmm. yeah, we haven't gone that deep. That's for sure. I don't know. I don't know what's going to come out of that. And I think that's so cool. Like, okay, we let's go this deep and then let's see what happens because chances are you'll resonate with people on a whole new level. So I'll share, I'll share my real why. Um, so I grew up as like a latchkey kid, you know, like I walked home from school and stuff like that. And it was always kind of sad seeing my friends, parents be a part of the PTA and get to come to the class parties and oh, to the, the, what are those things called when you have like a production at school during the oh, day plays and, parents, and stuff. There you like, go. Yeah. And my parents could never come to that because they were working and, you know, I appreciate them for working and doing that for me. But when I had kids, I knew I didn't want to be I wanted to be at the school parties I wanted to be I'm I'm president uh, or vice president of arts and education at my school this year <laughs> I don't oh, know how it happened but here we are <laughs> so I was like well I'm doing I'm doing what I set out to do so that's my deeper why and that's what I want people like my coaching clients I want them to be able to build a business around the life they love and not a life around their business. And so that's my deeper why. And that was, um, that six degrees of why really got me there. And it was kind of mind blowing because it's not where I started last January, mm-hmm. 2021. So that's yeah. amazing. I love that. And I love how you can use that. So like, say, you know, that there's something else for your business, like say you did that deeper why, and you had not done your coaching yet. Like you weren't even thinking about that you could have done that six degrees and discovered at the end, Hey, I need to teach other people how to do this. Like that's my, that's my deeper why. And it could open up a whole new avenue for your business, which is so cool. That's definitely true. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) So tell us what's next for you and how people can work with you, especially your photographer listeners. Our um, photographer listeners, not yours. Your photographer listeners. Ours. <laughs> so I, I, I also have a podcast and it's for family and newborn photographers. It's called Capture the Chaos, which is very fitting for me. I love um, <laughs> I have also launched many session courses. I have a newborn course coming out in October to, you know, teach virtually photographers to learn new light for posing, wrapping, soothing baby, and just a smoother workflow. Um, and then I also, um, off, like I, we were talking about the whole time, I offer one-on-one coaching sessions if there's a specific topic that they need to talk about regarding their photography business. So that's, that's me. <laughs> You're doing it all. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. I'm going to like, I'm throwing my net out there to see what, I, what, what brings in the most fish. And there you go. Love it. Yeah. Love it. And love just being able to do all the things seamlessly, seamlessly to us. You're doing (laughs) awesome. Oh yeah. Not seamlessly. No, 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 no. (laughs) It is. Uh, Well, thank you so much for being on. This has been so awesome. And we're just glad that we got connected in the world of social media because that's the whole point of social media, right? Just to find new people and chat. So we're so happy that we're connected. Thank you. Me too. Thank you guys. If you liked this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. Plus, if you haven't already, please leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas. We love hearing from you and creating this content for you. See you next week.